You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode 30. This is a milestone for us, and chances are, if you're listening to this, um, I would say probably 25% of the country will be like heavily snowed in the day this episode comes out. So I expect there to be a lot of listeners. And um, yeah, welcome back. Paul Pinto, Derek Romalden, I'm Chris Epp. You guys want to start or should I just tell you how bad well, my day was? You got you to gotta tell them that there's a lot of tension right in the air right now. You could cut it with um, <laughs> Jeff. This is scissors. You cut the tension. Chris has had a tough day yeah. and... He's gonna vent. I spent. Oh, it's a Sunday. Take it away, Chris. Take it away. Take it away. So let me tell you about my day. All right. Let me tell you guys about my day. So my my wonderful, lovely fiance Angela is at work today, from seven a.m. to seven p.m. I got twelve hours, more than that. I got like fourteen hours where I can just work in the shop. I got here at eight o'clock. And the day just started out like shit and it ended like shit. So last night around 9 p.m., my uh, neighbor at the building texted me. He said, hey, uh, somebody in the building told me that the sink's not working. I wonder if it's a frozen pipe. So I come here last night at 9 o'clock. I turn on my sink. My sink works, but then eventually it stops working, which means that the pipe is frozen and I used all the water. So I call my other neighbor. And I go, hey, I think the pipes are frozen. Do you know where the shutoff valve is? He goes, oh, you know, there's a piece of that heat tape that's supposed to be on the pipe that connects the two buildings. It's probably unplugged. So I go. Which means he unplugged it. Yes. So I go. I plug it back in. Great guess. And I go, you know what? Let me wait and not leave yet. Because if I leave now and there's a break in the pipe, it might flood the shop and I want to go to bed. So I'm standing around and all of a sudden I start hearing like the noise of like water trickling. And I'm like, oh, the pipes are probably refilling. And then I'm like, (laughs) it's getting louder. So I go outside. And if you've ever seen the outside of my shop, there's a a residential house. And then my shop are connected by a bridge. All of a sudden I hear like a geyser in the ceiling of the bridge and water is just streaming down from every seam in the ceiling unstoppable water and it's you know granted it's 21 degrees out last night while this is happening and i'm calling my neighbor and i'm like where are the shutoff valves he goes honestly i have no idea 
So now oh, I'm, I'm in his office, which has a drop ceiling. When I tell you I was punching, th- I literally ripped every ceiling tile out of the ceiling one at a time, trying to trace the pipe and find some sort of valve. I destroyed his office. I'm covered in insulation. Then I find a valve in the other room and I shut it off and it made this like banging sound. You know, like when you shut like a gate valve. Water but hammer. The- like- What'd you say? Like a water hammer? Like it, yeah, it, it, yeah. But the but the water didn't stop flowing because so much water was in the ceiling. And I was like, shit, that wasn't it. So instead of being like the sigh of relief, I scrambled around his shop for another 10 minutes while I looked for another valve. Turned out I did shut it off when I shut the valve off. But in the five minutes that the water was running, there was like time. there was three oh inches of water God. outside my door. And it almost immediately froze because it was so cold. And uh, so then, you know, today, my neighbor, I think, realizing that it was kind of his fault, decided that he was going to try and fix it, which involved me helping him because I wasn't going to let the guy work outside by himself on a ladder on a fucking ice sheet. He had a ladder on a sheet of ice. I'm like, dude. So uh, after two hours or three hours of us trying to fix it, we realized that the pipe had at least three breaks in it. Oh, my God. Gave up called the plumber and they got here around seven o'clock tonight. What kind of pipe? What size? Like one inch copper line with three holes in it. Can you imagine the volume of water coming out of that? I tell you my, I had a a rental property and um, I would get water in that basement when like from rainwater, not from broken pipes. And it was just so mentally overwhelming. Like it would missed out. And I would get two inches of water. Oh my god! Just come up through the ground. It was just, it was just like a high water table, or whatever. Yeah. And I literally sold that house because I couldn't deal with the water coming in the basement. And if anybody ever gets water in their basement or whatever, if you get water where it doesn't belong, it is so overwhelming. Like I literally, this shop here, even as cluttered as it is, there is nothing that touches the floor just mm-hmm. because. I, I want at least a three inch head start on it, you know? Yep. And um, it is, it's, it's devastating. It's water is just, it's just so devastating to get in, in your place. You know, if this had happened in the middle of the night, oh, dude, I would have lost, oh I would have lost. I, I would have been so catastrophic. It would have been worse than like, and everyone has seen my shop when it floods. Like I've gotten three, Four, I've had four inches of water in the entire metal Whoa. shop. Which How is funny would that be that his shop finally floods from the inside out? Yeah, in a free, and it's all water frozen. The water didn't go out because he had those dams up against the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> filled up like a <laughs> no, swimming pool. No, the sandbags. Pole. Yeah, oh, the sandbags held all the water in. You know what? You know what? The way the water would have gotten in, that's exactly what would have happened because it would have ran inside like downhill. It would have gotten stuck inside. It would have been... It would have ran for the entire night because no one's here. It would have been like and, yeah. I mean, I 20,000 gallons of water. Oh, dude. How many and, gallons and, per minute you think that is? You could probably do the math if you – Oh, it, 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 the amount of water that was coming out, it had to be four or five gallons a minute because like the way if, – if you guys uh, – obviously when the people listening, this will already be off my Instagram story, but I was thinking about posting it on my, my page today. But I posted a video from my security camera, and if you can't really see how much water is coming out, but if you listen to the video, you can hear the volume of water that's streaming down from the ceiling. 
it was crazy. It was so crazy. And I, I feel lucky that I was here, but I'm also extremely upset with my fellow neighbors Ugh. who today exposed that they haven't had water since Friday. And they didn't tell wow. anybody that on Friday, the sink was acting weird. But we figured we'd see what happened. That is so, the that is the worst part about having tenants. But I tell you, this would I be a great time over this. For, for Craig to uh, queue up a commercial for Simply Safe to have the water <laughs> the water monitor um, mm. thing. But um, I tell yeah. you, it's uh, I don't want to go back to the fish tanks, but with my fish oh, tank, yeah. it was all computer controlled, and, and I had water monitors. Because I'm oh, like, if those pumps Derek go, is frozen? it's like I need to know that no. this water is, is is there. But um, I tell you, I when I bought this house that I live in, it was already occupied the first floor, and they're nice people. I let them stay. They lived here for about two years, and they were leaving. And uh, the husband says, "Oh, I need to talk to you. Uh, you know, we're going to be moving out." He goes, "I wanted to tell you, um, the bathroom floor has just been a little bit weird." I says, what are you talking about? He says, let me show you. So I go in there, and their bathroom was carpeted. What? Anybody that has carpeting in the bathroom. Yeah, they should be thrown in jail. Rip it out. Rip it out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one like a level criminal offense. above a shop. That's one level above a shop being carpeted. But anyways, oh. it was <laughs> just soaking wet, and the floor was rotted. Like they moved out, and literally, if you walked into the bathroom after I ripped it out, like you would have fell into the basement. Oh it was God. like it was just so devastating. It was like, like you fucking asshole. Like it's like you know, and that that How just like burns so oblivious. Yeah, it That's just like you were driving ass. and you saw sparks or flames coming out from under your hood, and you said, you know what, I'm almost there. Yeah, and it's like. I never got that. You know, growing up, my parents never owned a house. We always rented. But we were paying, like, at the time, you know, we lived right uh, literally outside of Boston. And it was like, the apartment was probably like a $1,000 a month apartment. We were paying $100 a month. And my parents, like, we lived there. You know, they're, they're, no, no, just these people. They bought the house. They're the original owners from, like, it was, like, in the family for, like, 110 years. And um, they were the original owners. They didn't want any money. You know, they didn't want to make money off it. They were just really good to my parents. And my father treated that house like it was his own. Like the heat, water heater went, my father replaced it, you know. So we were brought up, like, to give a shit about the house we lived mm -hmm. in, even though it wasn't ours. We did all the trash removal, the snow removal. We painted it. We did everything, yeah. you know. And it's like when people treat your property like shit, like I want to fucking wring their necks. It's like it's just it's so disrespectful. It's just like it's, it's like great, it's man. not your shit, man, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, like you said, like these idiots, like they couldn't even call somebody and just say, hey, uh, you know, the sinks are acting weird. I don't know if it's something, but just want to let you know where it's freezing cold out and they're warning everybody. Your it's almost 99 percent, you know, that the pipe froze. Like with, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, ninety nine point nine. And he said, like, he said, well, this was the other thing. He he called the landlord, and the landlord said, "Oh well, if it doesn't seem like a big deal, let's see if it falls over the weekend." And I even that. So the landlord here, uh, he's a good guy, but he, like, he's not a construction guy. Like, and I don't think, you know, like my first thought is is okay. The pipe froze, and if it thaws and the pipe is broken, we're uh -huh. not in good shape. And I know because I'm on the bottom floor that I'm going to be the one that feels it the worst. That was why I came here last night at 930. And I'm glad that I did because, 
you know, my thought was, my first thought was like, oh, I hope there's not a pipe broken in the wall because then I'd be screwed. It would flood my shop. So I shut, I actually shut the water off to the bathrooms in the, in the building because I have the shutoff down in my shop. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather them not have bathrooms tomorrow while I figure this out than me risk, you know, losing something. Because all I needed is like one extension cord to be on the ground and one breaker to not trip. Yeah. For there to be a massive electrical fire and my building burned down. You're like, water is damaging, but not when your stuff's off the ground like mine is and, you know, everything here. But, you know, it's just like I I said to the guy, I was like, I'm like, dude, why wouldn't you tell me or there's a the other neighbor down here is a general contractor why wouldn't you tell one of us we are more than qualified to diagnose this any time of day or night and just the unnecessary risk did he have any damage did he get like lose anything or no nobody the only thing that anybody lost was you know the insulation that i ripped down and then now to compound it just to add to the, the story so the copper pipe that ran between the two buildings was also the main ground for the building. What? Oh, geez. and they replaced the pipe because they with couldn't plastic. get a new copper pipe in because with it's had to run through the ceiling with plastic. So yeah. now, from the existing ground wire to the eight-foot ground rod that I put in for my plasma table are two two-gauge jumper cables clipped conveniently, draping across my shop from the from the ground wire to my grounding rod that I know that I put in eight feet into the ground for my plasma table for the torch mate. So now that has to get fixed. So then my buddy who's an electrician came and he looked at that and he's like, Oh, well, you know, this ground rod needs to be next to the panel. It's on the other side of the building. So he's like, and dude, look at this wire. The wire is bolted together with like a, like a U bolt. Like it's the most ghetto shit. Oh my God. He's like, dude, he's like, if I'm going to work on this, I have to fix it because if it ever comes back to me like this, he's like, I'll be, I'll be like done forever. He's like, so if I'm going to do this, I got to rip all this out. I got to put in a new ground bar. I got to put in a new, a new rod. I'm like, so I already told him, I said, dude, I'm not giving the landlord the bill. I want you to build a landlord directly because I don't want to be attached to this fucking fiasco. Cause if it was up to me, none of this would have fucking happened. So, wow. so basically my entire, the, the point of this is that I had 12 hours to work here today and I would say eight of them have been used on this. <laughs> wow. And I was, I was like bummed out that I had to help my father-in-law load a snowblower. Well, that was the, my other four hours yeah. were spent with me trying to get my snowblower running on the yeah. phone with Lucas. <laughs> oh God. Dude, I just scored a nice new snowblower. Oh, from him? Yeah, from my neighbor, my neighbor that moved to Texas. It was so crazy, the way life works. I was telling Paul this earlier. So a couple of years ago, my father-in-law needed a snowblower. And I forget how I got, came across this one. It was like, it's an older one, but it worked beautiful. It was a nice errands, right? And um, I gave it to him, and it's worked fine for, you know, five years, whatever. But he's getting older, and it's a pain in the ass to start it. And it had an electric stop, but I don't think he used it, whatever. But um it's just an old big machine, you know? So he's, uh, when we seen him at Christmas or after Christmas, cause they all had COVID, but he's like, Hey, do you mind if I get rid of that? Do you want it back? Or I was just going to give it to a friend of mine. I says, just give it away. He says, I'm buying a new machine. I got to go look at him. I says, Oh, so like a week later, a couple of days later, the garage I rent, I'm over there. And the guy I rented from, he moved to Texas and there's two brand new snowblowers in there. I was like, 
who's are these? He goes, they're mine. He goes, they're at my other house. I brought them here. So one of them was there. This was a second one. I says, what are you doing? He goes, I don't know. So he just came back for his car. He goes, do you want to buy them? He goes, I'll sell them to you. So he gave me an offer. Made me an offer I couldn't refuse. It was too good of a deal. So I yeah. sold one to my father-in-law. I kept one. It, the one I got, I know it's only been used two, maybe three times because I'm the only one that's ever used it. <laughs> it's a 28-inch Aaron's. It's nice. like two years old. And the other one was a 24-inch. And uh, still had the plastic on it and everything like shrunk on it. So he came down today, picked that up because like we're supposed to be getting 18 to 20 inches tomorrow. So yeah. I, I'm excited. I took mine. Mine was good. It still ran. It started on the first pull, everything. But the only thing was um, it was real low to the ground. It was real heavy. It was a pain in the ass to turn. So my neighbor, his he doesn't have any money, and his broke, and I felt bad. So I said, listen, take it. If you ever get the money, pay me for it. You know, if you don't, whatever. You know, yeah. maybe I'll go into heaven or something. I don't you know. You got to pay that stuff forward. It's funny. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I don't want to. The guy struggling financially, I know he is. He's always, he's the guy, he's got the, the ambulances, this uh, service oh, yeah. truck, you know, all oh, yeah. the ambulance and shit, you know. Trump 2020. So. Oh, yeah. Stop the steal. <laughs> I, no, uh, but he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And I'm just like, you know what? It, just just take it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have to do his driveway with my new snowball. Yeah, yeah. dude. Well, that's, the, that's what I was going to say. Selfish. So, Selfish. A couple of years ago, uh, I had posted like a sign in a local hardware store that I was looking to buy like a used snowblower. Like it was in the summer. Yeah. And this yeah. is like kind of before Facebook Marketplace. So I get a call from this guy. He's like, hey, I own a, I own like 100 condos in, in the town over. He goes, and every 10 years, or I think it was 10 years, I buy new snow machines. He goes, I have three big snowblowers that I get rid of. So I go, he's got uh, two 36-inch Aaron's with oh, battery man. starts and heated nice. handles wow. oh, and a 30-inch Snow King. And – so I, I meet the guy and I start talking to him and I'm like, oh, you're like so-and-so's dad. I go, me and him used to work together. I'm like, you know, I, I went to high school with this kid. He's like, oh, I didn't realize you were friends with him. He's like, well, how much do you want to give me for the snowblowers? And I was like, they were in a Nothing. basement. Well, I, none of them worked. And I go, yeah. I don't know, man. I said, I, I guess like $200 each, $150 each. He goes, ah, why don't you just take them? And next time you see my son, just take him to dinner. He goes, just pay for lunch next time you see him. He goes, you can have them. So I'm like, and I had no money at this time like no money this is pre-sprinter so yeah. i didn't even have a way to move them so yeah. he put them in his truck and brought them to my house wow um and both of the errands needed a ton of work and they were so big that i couldn't get them like up and down the curb to get them in and out of my yard uh -huh. where i kept them so i sold both of the errands and i kept the the snow king and then over the – it was funny. I never had a snowblower, and I always wanted one. And then over the next, like, two months after that, I got three more given to me from people, like, around <laughs> town that were just like, oh, hey, I have a snowblower. Do you want it? So over that year, anybody that would ask me if they could borrow my snowblower or hire me to do their yard, I was like, how about this? I'll just give you a snowblower to use during the next storm. And eventually I gave almost all of them away on like permanent loan. I'll never get them back. You yeah. know, like one of them went to like an ex-girlfriend's cousin who wanted to make a little extra money. And I thought that might win me some good snowblower karma. Yeah. Now, let me tell you, after today, I <laughs> almost went. I, I If I wasn't sure that Home Depot was sold out of snowblowers, I would have gone and bought one today. Wow. It wouldn't matter how much it cost. So I was on Facebook Marketplace today 
just desperately trying to find one for sale in my town. Well, no, it's funny. So that was like the other thing. So my buddy does snow removal and I called him. I says, Hey, are you interested in buying this thing? Cause I know he does like sidewalks and everything. He goes, dude, there's a million of them out there. He goes, it just, um, he goes, you're not going to get rid of it. So I'm like, I don't even want to be bothered. Yeah. Um, you know, dealing with anybody or anything like that but that's actually how i got the second one uh oh what's the echo i hear my i hear an echo too did you hear that chris could be me because my anyway i'm gonna turn my mic off while you talk then all right so um i think that's how i got the second one i bought in an errands and i think i hit a rock and instead of replacing the share pin i put a regular bolt in there and it blew the transmission in the thing. And I was told it wasn't covered under warranty. So somebody had given me one that needed a little bit of work. I fixed that up. And then I met a guy that said, oh, you can fix that easy. And he got me the transmission. And I fixed that one. So then I had a second one. And that's what, what I gave away. But I had another one, a Toro. I was working in uh, Revere. Hundred snowblowers. Oh, oh my God. Oh, well, no, you've never, it's like you've it's never like, had to deal with this. Once you have to deal with this, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have some little, I have some little shitty one. You know the ones that look like uh, it's like the, the one step. Shovel. It's like the one step above yeah. the electric one. It's gas, but it looks like the electric yeah. one with the well, paddles. Well, no, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, you know what? Just have someone plow this this driveway. Well, but see, your driveway you can plow. Can be plow. Your driveway, yeah. Good luck. Good luck plowing my driveway. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll never happen. I can't even put the snow in my driveway. Yeah. Like, I have to push it all out, you know? But it's funny. So, no one happens with snowblowers. It's like people don't want to store them. They got no place to store them. They're pains in the asses. And that's what happened at this church. Mm -hmm. This guy comes up. He goes, oh, somebody left um, the caps off it. The kids must have taken the caps, the oil and the gas cap off it. It was under a drain pipe, literally filled with water. The engine, everything. I was like... You know what? It, it pulled and everything. I said, I'll take it. I drain the oil. I run a quart of oil through it, this, 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 play with it, put some gas in it, order the caps. Cost me like $35. Things started right up to this day. That was probably like eight years ago. My brother-in-law still uses that thing. It was an old Toro. It ran beautiful. I got to get know? a snowblower. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, I this one's one. nice. This one is the big which, heavy Which, which kind do I get when I get a snowblower? When I get a snowblower. Aaron's. Aaron's is nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to have an old one from the 70s my father-in-law uh-huh. gave me. It's like you pull it and you flip this lever and it engages it. And I remember my father-in-law saying, he goes, if you put your arm in that thing, he goes, the only safety it has is when it runs out of gas, it stops. Oh, he goes, There's no safety in it. But uh, it's crazy. Samantha, my oldest daughter, she um, was just doing uh, shadowing somebody uh, for a medical thing um, mm-hmm. that she wanted to get into in, at the hospital just last at Christmas. And um, I was like, oh, how was it? She goes, oh, my God, we had a guy. He had a snow uh, snowblower injury. Oh, he put his hand Christ. in there. I go, do uh, people do that still? Who, who, yeah. Like, I don't understand that. Like, what? Like, that's like like sticking metal in a, an electrical socket. Like I thought like you just knew you don't do because that. Because what happens? Like the thing gets – like I know you don't do that, but like it, it yeah, gets jammed. Well, and someone's like, oh, let me get – and then it springs back, right? Because they yes. undo, they so undo like, the clog and then – Yeah. Yes. Exactly. There's, there's, friction, there's friction on the disc. Yeah. So when yeah. you clear that clog, usually it will rip a little bit. Uh, yeah. 
So the only a lot of times you got the stick that they give you, right? The little yeah, shovel. Exactly. Yeah, they come with the pl- little plastic yeah. shovel, and you jam that yeah. in there. But yeah. I, I'll be honest, the the last snowstorm, I have a little snowblower. It's it's my favorite one. It's like it's so small that uh, you can fold the handle down uh-huh. and you can put it in the back oh, of like gross. a car. So like if you need to go somewhere, you know, like if you needed to go to like. A, a, a relative's house or like a friend's house and you didn't want a shovel, you wouldn't need like a big truck to move it around. Mm-hmm. And um, the last snowstorm, the snow was so heavy. And there was a couple times where I was clearing the clog and I couldn't get it, but I knew if I grabbed oh. the snow, I could get it out. And I almost like reached for it and I had to catch myself. Uh, yeah. But this is like, the same guy that grabbed red hot metal. Yeah, this is the same guy that, that, that was doing electrical work. True. Same guy doing electrical work true. on live wires. Not too long yeah, hundred percent true. You know what? A hand and a snowblower is nothing. Yeah. at that point, like you're right. You're that, right. Your kid. Well, if I'm gonna that. burn my hand severely, I think I should have like the ice version of that injury <laughs> somehow. Like I think, like they just put a liquid nitrogen tank at my building. I think I should just. Oh, you should right into the liquid what nitrogen. What do they do with liquid like, nitrogen at your building? Uh, for the uh, for the samples, not my building up at here, my work. Oh, 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 I was like, huh? Work <laughs> and so <laughs> this is funny. So the day that they're putting the liquid nitrogen tank in, right? There's a whole big, there's a whole big, um, like crew there, and they lift this freaking nitrogen tank in. The thing is steaming, yeah, and there's yeah. ice all over it. That day, that same day, I get an update on my phone from the news. That nine people in Georgia died from liquid nitrogen exposure oh at like God. a food processing plant. So I take the article and I send it to the project manager for the company that's putting in the nitrogen tank. And I just go, I go, I hope these guys did a better job on this one than they did in Georgia. <laughs> what happened? Did the thing like explode? They got covered in liquid nitrogen and like froze them? No, it just leaked. And I think it does something to the atmosphere. Oh. Six people died. In nitrogen like poisoning? Oh. Like they, it- I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure if you breathe it in, it would just like freeze your airway. Maybe. I mean, it's like, or there's just not enough oxygen in the room and they just like. Yeah. I mean, literally, while we're, me and my partner were watching them put this tank in and we're watching it like ooze, like a, like a science experiment. We're looking at each other like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then that day. It's actually, (laughs) that's, that's funny you mentioned that because there's an ice cream place. There's one in Fairfield and then I think they actually put one on the Yale campus. Um, and they use liquid nitrogen to make the ice cream right in yeah. front of you. And they yeah, have a yeah, big, humongous that. tank over in the corner, and they just got like kids, like teenagers, like yeah. you know, m- manning this thing. Like these, they have all these valves. They look like sinks, but they're all covered in ice because they're so cold. And then they just like pour the cream and the sugar and, yeah. and and pour in a bunch of liquid nitrogen, and they put it in like a little KitchenAid. They have all these um uh mixers lined up, and they just make each order of ice cream like you know yeah and make it to order yeah. with liquid nitrogen it's crazy yeah a lot of yeah i've seen restaurants that do that i remember one time we were playing with helium oh we yeah helium yeah and, stuff, and then like a couple weeks later a kid died oh, doing shit. that it, it blew up his lungs yeah his mouth on the my thing. mom always told but, me not to do that and we used to do it I, I tell you though back to the snowblower real quick i had a nice mod on my old one yeah I did. i'd seen on youtube this guy had done you take the impella. I had it all apart, so it was easy. And I took a mud flap. I actually went to the pizza parlor and uh, got one of the truck's mud flaps and cut a strip off of it. And uh, you take little pieces, like you know, like three inch wide, 
and you rivet it to the impeller, the end. So like there's like, cause the impeller, it's not like machined perfectly to fit in that housing. Yeah, so there's yeah. like a little half inch spot around it. So this rubs, so the rubber rubs right up against the housing. You, you rivet it right to the edges of huh. it. So it's a friction fit. And then when you have like slush and stuff like that, uh, it will throw the snow so far. And like you can literally <laughs> go through slush. It is unbelievable. It is so awesome. I'm going to end up doing it to this one. I'll probably wait till the summer. I'll do it. Yeah. I, have a, I have a piece of mud flap left and uh, I, I'll do it. I decided after today of messing with the snowblowers, I was like, I, I was ready to go. I called Lucas and I was like, dude, what's it going to cost me to go to Home Depot and buy a new snowblower? He's like, I don't know, like 900 bucks, a thousand bucks. I was like, I, I need to, cause I yeah. just can't deal with this. But then, you know, like it's not just going and buying a new snowblower. It's not that simple, right? It probably some sort of like break in period or I got to put oil in, you know, like yeah, I feel like yeah, it's yeah. mm -hmm. so easy. So yeah. then I was like, you know what? If I can get a really nice used one that's like already set up, I'll do that. But then, of course, I wish you told me. I would have. I I gotta go down your way. I would have gave you the, mine. I mean, mine. Well, you know what? The thing is, if I actually what what I should do is I should put all like five of the ones that I currently have in you my have truck. Five snowblowers. snowblowers? Oh, yeah, I keep them around. I keep one at the shop. So one, one none of, of them mom. work. None of them work. Oh my! Well, God. now one of them works. No, I'm sorry, two of them work. But the the two that work, one of them's the small one. And if we really get 25 inches, yeah, you snow, can't do it. That hell we're supposed to get. I, you know what mm. the hell? It's am just I like do the it? shelf of chainsaws. Uh, I tell you, it's, I it's, sold all the chainsaws. I know. I saw. I saw. I remember I that. Sold them all. I've been really good. I've been selling. You know anybody needs one? I have a good chainsaw to sell. I've been selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace. I've been trying to be better. I've been cleaning stuff out. And honestly, before these plumbers came and messed my whole machine shop yeah. up, it was nice and clean. Everything was looking good. Somebody came to my shop the other day and said, wow, it's so organized. I said, dude, I'm going to cry. I said, that's the nice thing anybody's ever said blind, to me. Blind, his one blind follower. Right? <laughs> I know. Well, you know what it is? My weld, my main welding table is completely empty, and my new table that I made is completely empty. That's nice. And it, it's it's rare to have two surfaces with nothing on them in my shop. And Derek, I mean, you can't say anything. You got mini no. saw horses so you can work oh on god. your CNC yeah. table. Oh my god, dude, so bad. <laughs> That's what my father-in-law is here today, and he hasn't been down here in a couple of years. And he's like, "Wow, he goes, you got a lot going on." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I need a bigger place." So I was like, "He goes, no, yeah. you got it under control." I, I, so I'm doing all the flags. I get everything out. I'm I'm painting them. And I says, "If I need to use this table," so he goes, "There's a saw under there." I go, "Yeah." <laughs> Uh, speaking so speaking funny. of the of the table saw and whatnot, um, we haven't done this in a while. But have you guys gotten any new tools lately, Paul, Derek, oh, anything? Shoot. What do we got? New tool? Um, well, the snowblower, but I mean, that's, True. yeah, I can't bring that into to wrench on it or anything like that. Not really. Um, Jesus. Well, um, well, I got the bandsaw. I already talked about mm. that. What else have I gotten? I did actually get a kind of a tool. I haven't hooked it up yet. Um, Corey from uh, Avid CNC sent me a touch plate. Oh, I saw that. And um, yeah, I, I you know what? It's funny. I, uh, it's going to be tough going to work tomorrow. But I think tonight's going to be a late night in the shop. I I promised myself I was going to put it in today. And today just was like such a shit show. I For myself, I just didn't get anything done. And I, I just want to watch some videos on it. But the thing, 
it's just it's so cool it's so you know for people who don't know i already have a touch plate just to set the zero height on my cnc but what this does it goes on the corner of um something and it gives you the x and the y Ooh, that's so nice. yeah and it's funny like i always thought it was kind of stupid to be honest with you like i was like you know i don't need to know exactly where it is but a lot of times you kind of do because like when you you draw something up and you're using a, like a full sheet of plywood mm-hmm. and you have stuff laid out like by the time you get to the other end, like you want to know that you're starting at the exact corner. Like you, yep. every little bit counts at that point. So I'm kind of like getting to that point where, um, you know, I'm, I'm, um, you know, using the CNC like that. So I'm so excited to get it. And I, I can't wait to get that connected. Um, I posted today about the sign I was making for Priscilla and Luke, and they were so excited about it. I felt so bad because I really haven't said much about it because I wasn't sure how, you know, she felt about it and, you know, showing it and stuff. But she was like, I got to see this thing. I want to see it. So that thing, it's been coming along really nice. And um, it really looks really nice. And uh, they're going to be happy with it. So that's actually sitting on the CNC. I'm looking at that. That's exciting. I, I saw that, that, that today. I'm excited to see that, like, full review. Yeah. It was like watching Instagram stories between uh, contemplating jumping off a bridge. <laughs> that's what like- brought me back. Yeah, it's funny. It's um, I painted it with that um, stuff Jimmy used um, with a bomb sign that metal paint, and it's funny. It comes in this tiny bottle, and it's like it feels like it's a lead bottle. It weighs a ton, and there's actual carbon in it, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it's just got to be like some kind of like iron filing. But like it's, I should have weighed it. But like this thing here, it just it weighs. It's called sophisticated finishes. And they have all different, you know, copper, steel, then they have different oxidizers for them and stuff. Nice. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And it, lo- it looks great. You know, it, it really does. So it's, uh, you know, coming along. So, nice. yeah. Nothing you, for you, Paul? No new tools? Not not that I could think of. I might be missing something. Um, nothing major. But did I get um, anything? Because I think I, I had the last – I don't think you so. You got the bandsaw. You big got band the saw. you got the the big bandsaw, band and then yeah, I made it. I finally finished my whole little setup with that. Um, I like. I that. talked. Did I talk about the big hammer drill? My new Hilti hammer drill. I don't know. Yeah, we talked about, talk about that. Drill. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Nothing too new. You got to go out and buy something, dude. Come I know. On. I know. Like, you know what I really want. Console. You know what I really want to buy is a is an old pickup truck, like a '50s pickup truck. That's what I'm. Oh, I really. So I want nice. so so bad. Mm-hmm. You need something that you can ride while your motorcycle's in storage well, now, for the winter. Yeah, well, I'm gonna put the motorcycle on the back and then drive it to my friend's house and then drive around there. Right. Nice. That's what I want. I have it all planned out. Yeah, there you go. But um, um if anyone had yeah. has one or knows of one, let me know. You want what year? I mean, I see them on marketplace. I see a lot, is, a lot of them. Need a lot of work. A lot of you know, them need like, a ton of work. There's a nice one actually in, uh-huh. in um, which we call it. What's the freaking um? Uh, Scarsdale, in New York. There's mm. a really nice one. It's like white. Yeah. It's a it's a GMC. It's like a '52 or what is it? The '50 '51 Ford is is really nice. The guy next door to mm. me, Louie, he wants one of those too. He wants he wants a '51 Ford because the grill. But I yeah. wonder if that truck. I mean, I don't think the guy by me would sell it. But you know the one in the in the in the driveway next to my shop. Oh yeah, which one is That's that? That's I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, it is. yeah. It is an but old it's one. just sitting there. He bought it like three years ago i could text oh him yeah see what it is 
probably needs work. I know it needs work. Yeah, I, I have mean, a guy that could help me do it. You know, yeah. as long as like you also it's, have space to do it inside, which is nice. Yeah, as long as it's like salvageable, like because I can, oh, yeah. I can have a guy that could sandblast it. You know, I have a yeah. guy that could do all the mechanical stuff. I, I could do a lot yeah. of the stuff. I could learn. I, I want something yeah. like I, I want to get into actually like fixing cars and learning about engines and different things because I haven't had much experience in that. You know, dude, you should you could buy a lift. You could buy. He's a, got uh, one next door to me. Lift. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, yeah. like in your space, in your space, like. You, I see lifts, and I, I mean, like a thousand even brand, bucks. Yeah, they're they're not expensive. No. You, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, and that's you just and like they don't take up, they don't. It's not that they're bad. not gonna. It's not gonna get away that well much. And and in your situation with a forklift, if you said, "Oh shit, we really got to get the lift out of the way for this big job," you could unbolt that's it and true. just move. It, you know, he's got a forklift. But, the company next door that he he works for, they got a big forklift that lifts like fifteen thousand pounds. It's got huge forks on it. He lifted a, a, a full size, like whatever the biggest dumpster is that we have outside of the shop. Um, like a 30. Yeah, yeah. And he just lifted the whole thing and moved it for me with the forklift. It's huge. It's a big Clark. It's a big green nice. Clark. Oh. But, um, I'm still working on my forklift. I, know, I saw it I today. You found one? I saw it today. Yeah. There's a it's couple. There's, I, got, I got a couple pending. Yeah. Um, from the shop that closed. But I bought a new tool. So, so you're going to. This, this is just like. This is just my life, right? So last night, in between uh, when I turned the heat tape on and for when and in between the moment I turned the heat tape on and when my um, water started leaking from the ceiling, I won an eBay auction for a tool that I had already bought last year but got scammed on eBay for. But I bought myself a battery-powered mag drill. I bought the Milwaukee. Oh, I remember when you got scammed with that. Mm-hmm. What but, happened? So, well, I'll tell you the one I bought last night. I paid seven twenty-five for. Oh, that's pretty good. Those are expensive. That right? thing, that thing is uh twenty-six hundred new, and it's brand new. Oh my god! Derek just showed me a picture of this really bad cut he has on his finger. It's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I paid seven twenty-five from a guy in Pennsylvania who's right near my my building who refused to ship it, which is why I think it went so cheap because he said it has to be picked up locally. Huh. Um, he wouldn't entertain shipping it at all. So he bought it brand new. He said he never used it, but he, you know, it's in the box. So, but so what happened with the one I got scammed on was like about a year ago, we were working on a job and I had wanted a mag drill. We didn't, I didn't have one at the time. And um, so I was on eBay because I was like, you know, if I'm going to buy one, I'd love to get the cordless one because, you know, having a cord on, especially a mag drill is cumbersome enough as it is. Mm. So I was like, it'd be awesome. So I find one on eBay in the Bronx and it's it's uh, the guy's asking a thousand bucks for it. I offered him five twenty five and he accepted it. And I thought there was no That's way this was actually right there. Real. So um, the guy's got no eBay feedback, nothing. But it's like, I don't care. It's on PayPal. Like, let it, you know what i can't you can't lose as a buyer on ebay yeah you know like if they scam you you get your money back so so i buy it and i'm messaging the guy i'm like yo like when are you gonna mail this i really need it and he's like oh i'm gonna mail tomorrow i'm gonna he's answering my messages so one day he messages me he's like i mailed it he goes here's the tracking number and i get a tracking number and it says that the package is like 30 pounds and i'm like holy shit this guy really mailed me the mag drill from the bronx so I'm like so excited. I'm like checking the tracking. I can't wait for it to come. So um, it shows up. My mom calls me. She's like, hey, you got a package at my house. 
She goes, like a big case. I'm like, yes, it actually came. I get to my house and it's like a black Pelican case. I'm like, that's not the Milwaukee case that he showed in the photos. I'm like, oh, what it's the hell? coming back to me now. Yep. So I open the case and instead of my mag drill that I'm so excited to get is a freaking fiber optic cable continuity <laughs> tester. And I was on the phone with Derek when I opened it. Oh, like, that's what? right. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, he's like, dude, what is it? In the, in the Derek voice. And I'm like, I don't know. It says fiber or something. He's like, wait a second. He goes, we use those at work. I'm like, send me a picture of it. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was so disappointed. So I messaged the guy. I'm like, bro, what the hell? I message him. And then the next like hour, his eBay account's wow. gone. So I go on eBay really? and I file a complaint. I say, hey, you know, I, I, I got the wrong, I got the wrong item from the seller. And now his account's been deleted. Two days later, I had all the money back in my bank account. And you got a fiber optic laser. I got a fiber optic tester. So um, a guy who's on Instagram, I won't say who it is because I don't know if he would want me to, but he's a New York City um, detective. And I I griped about this on Instagram. And he goes, give me the guy's eBay username and give me the purchase ID of the purchase. He goes, I have a back... Uh, they have a uh, a back access eBay network. The police department does, I guess, to track stolen goods. So he takes this information and he immediately pulls up all this information about the guy that sold it to me, how he's out on parole, wow. how he's been arrested for stealing tools from job sites of in the course. city. And That's where um, the thing came from. Yeah, he goes, the guy probably stole a bunch of tools, put them on eBay, and then his parole officer probably found his eBay, and then he deleted it. He goes, I just can't believe he sent you anything. He goes, because he didn't – He normally they would just scam you, take the money, pull it out of PayPal, and spend it. Like they don't yeah. need to owe you anything. I go, well, maybe he was trying to turn over a new leaf, and he was actually trying to like commit uh-huh. to real sales. Maybe he was so stupid he just mailed you the wrong one. Yeah. He actually stole it yeah, no, and he, then mailed you the wrong one. I'm sure he probably did. not I'm the sure brightest individual. Yeah. I'm sure he just went to like the UPS store with a yeah. bunch of cases and, and mailed me the wrong thing. Um it's and so yeah. I go to the guy, this cop that I'm talking to, I go, Well, what about this thing? I go, Do I own this? Like, is this legally mine? He goes, Yes. Like you paid for it, they sent you the wrong thing, the user is gone, that's yours. He goes, But I will say it was probably stolen. He goes, so just be weary before you go to sell it, you know, and really, you know, try to do some research and see if it's been reported stolen before you try to sell it um, mm. so that you don't get in trouble for it. So hmm. I, I have a friend who bought a Bosch um, Midasaw and bought off this guy in Boston and um, real good deal. It's like brand new with the stand, everything. And, um, it, the way the picture was taken, it was just real, uh, like, just kind of weird. It was on a front porch, right? Like, it, just the way it was set up, like, it was kind of very noticeable, like, as you scroll through it. So a couple weeks later, I'm scrolling through Craigslist, and I see the same picture, but different Mida saw. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> Uh-oh. So when my buddy was talking to this guy, he's like, he, you know, a little bit of broken English, little, little he's Asian guy. And he was telling him how he was a con- contractor and he was selling his tools, which made sense. But he was only, you know, mid 40s, 50 years old. But he was at his house. It was, you know, he came out of the house and everything. That was probably five years ago. To this day, 
I bet you if my buddy went on Craigslist, he could find 10 listings from this guy selling tools. (laughs) And it's so crazy because it's so obvious that it just would, like if you were just browsing, it would come to you. You would see it just the way this pitch has been taken. Mm -hmm. And um, I just can't believe that they're not stolen tools. But I can't imagine somebody stealing that many tools. And he's probably got people bringing them to him, and he's paying people. It's it's got to be because he's just a regular guy. But that is how. Yeah, it's not a bad area. It's Mm -hmm. awesome, but it's not a bad area or anything. It's so strange. So they steal a six hundred dollars saw. He gives him three hundred. He sells it for five hundred or four hundred. You know, like who knows? I see these guys with with rooms full of rooms full of milwaukee stuff on marketplace like a hundred milwaukee boxes oh my god and they're like best prices milwaukee stuff and i'm like how the 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 best this this is a this is a a hysterical uh tool buying story so you know the makita beam saw the big 16 and five oh yeah that one you used in that video so that's that saw a couple years ago my buddy uh who's an electrician he uh he calls me. He's like, dude, look at this deal. He goes, this guy's got two Makita beam saws, and he wants, uh, I think he wanted three twenty five or three fifty each, and they're like seven fifty, I think, brand new. He's like, I want to try to make a deal with them and try to get them both for five hundred bucks. He's like, they're almost definitely stolen. They're brand new in the box. So he makes a deal. He goes to this house in a notably dangerous and bad area on long island and pulls up in his work issued work truck uh no less and he's like dude he's t- he's on the phone with me. he's like dude if something goes down here and i'm in my work truck i'm gonna be in serious trouble and i'm like well you know like let's just hope everything's okay so anyway he gets the saws he doesn't even open them he just gets them he like looks in the box and he's like okay great here's my money goodbye so I meet him at his house. While we're going through the boxes of the saws, they're both brand new. We find a receipt from Northern Tool from three years earlier from somebody in Texas that bought them from Northern Tool and they clearly never made it to Northern Tool. So somebody stole these, these saws probably off of like, I guess, a UPS truck or from a shipping dock. Oh, in like, yeah. This is in 2015. I bought them in 2018. So in 2015, somebody stole these saws. Then they sat on them for three years or they you know, changed hands. Yeah. Um, and then they wound up in Long Island, not Texas, at my friend's garage. Started a TV show called Tool, Tra- Tool Traffickers. Right. <laughs> but um it's just it's just crazy. I mean, like, you know, people say if you see something that seems too good to be true, it isn't, but I don't know. It isn't or it is. Uh, it isn't. People you know, if if something's too good to be true, it isn't true. But oh, it isn't true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems yeah. Too good to be true and somehow it works out. <laughs> yeah. You know? I thought I was getting ripped off for a PS five the other day when I, I got one for my brother. It was like, you know, a hundred dollars cheaper than every other listing on Facebook, and I was like, I'm definitely walking into some sort of like a sting or like a trap uh, <laughs> that's why like i told you that's why when my son had his and he was selling it mm-hmm. i'm like either you're meeting the kid at the police station or i'm going with you because you yeah know, people f- pull funny business you know yeah i uh i read an article online about uh because i was trying to see if people had like fake ps5s so I, before I went and met up with the kid, I was like, I wonder if there is like a known scam with the used PS with the uh, PS5s. So I read an article about a guy who was selling a PS5 for he wanted a thousand bucks, 
and he was uh, the guy that was buying it gave him the money in an envelope and he gave him the PS5. And while the guy was counting the money, I guess it was small bills. The guy jumped in his car and drove off and it was only 500 bucks. How much? Because I guess PS5? the guy was like, you know what? I'll pay you. What is How that? much does a PS5 cost? They're 500 bucks. Uh, uh, Max sold his for 1100 His PS5? Yeah. Is there yeah. in high demand, right? Oh, dude. Yeah. People were getting yeah. like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars Yeah, he was holding out for more. I said, you're crazy, yeah, just, dude. Yeah. I said, you said you'd be happy with 900 Kids are offering you 11 Take it. Yeah. So, but this guy was like, "Yeah, I got robbed for the for the extra money," and it's like, "Well, dude, you got what you paid for it." I mean, I guess it's better than getting nothing or getting like murdered. Yeah, but I yeah, met yeah. up with this kid at a uh, at an accountant's office, which was kind of funny, but you know, <laughs> I got a pretty good deal. I, I didn't know, get murdered. Can we talk about this? I was gonna say what? this Dogecoin yeah. shit that pissed Dogecoin, off. baby. Dude. It's going back up. Have you been watching it? I saw it was at two cents or something. And Robin Hood, piece of shit Robin Hood, still has not um, approved my thing. Even if you were approved, what they did was they – so it takes like four or five days for the money to clear into your Robin Hood account. And now you used to be able to use – used to be able to do instant buys on cryptocurrency with which was essentially with their money. Yeah. Now they don't let you do it. So dude, I Robin have gonna dude, I have I have like seven hundred dollars in my Robinhood account, yeah. but it's not really in my account and I can't buy any any Dogecoin. Dude Robin and all I want to do is buy gonna, more Dogecoin. They're they're killing themselves. Like people are just gonna stop using Robinhood. Well and the and the thing Especially about the Dogecoin GameStop. for those of you yeah, for those of you who don't know, Doge Dogecoin is a it's the oh, new Doge. thing. You gotta you keep buy Doge. Doge. I keep, I say Doge too. Yeah, me and me and Angela the other night, it was rallying to like eight cents. Yeah. And me and Angela were like dude, I was did up you like, sell did you sell at like eight or nine cents? No, I didn't. Chris! I held it. No, what oh. I did, I covered my base though. I covered my base. I sold what I had bought in. Uh-huh. Um, minus a little bit. I'm still like, I still have a little bit of my own money invested, but I cleared my investment, you oh, know? Okay. Um, and, um, cause I was like, it's going to go to 10. It's going to go to 10. It's going to go to 10. Um, well it's, it's pennies. Like literally when we say 10, I'm talking 10 cents. Yeah. Like right now it's yeah. trading at, it's trading at 0.37 cents. And I have 24,700 coins. Um, so I spent like I, – I, at one point, I had 750 in on Dogecoin, okay? Uh-huh. And I got 500 back out of it. Um, and right now, I'm up 400. So anyway, I was I was, tra- I was going. I was so excited. I was like, Dogecoin. <laughs> what, what I've been reading, though, is that the reason the price is staying low is because nobody can trade it on Robinhood. Wow. And so many people like you, Paul, are trying to make accounts and can't – so they're saying by the middle of next week when everybody's accounts like – Oh, it's gonna go back up. Verified that it's gonna go back up, and I'm like, you know what? I have twenty five thousand of them. If if it went to a dollar, I would literally lose my money. Yeah, dude, I was I was so angry because <laughs> you told me we we're on the phone that day, and you're like, dude, I yep. just you know you hear about this Doge coin, and it's I have it, I bought it. It was it was a cent, and I think it's gonna yep. go up. And I'm like, oh okay. And then I saw this is when I knew. I'm like, I saw you know famous people posting about it on like instagram and twitter i'm like oh something's gonna happen sure enough i look at it it's three it's three cents it's four cents it's five cents i'm on the phone with my dad i'm like we got to set this thing up 
Um, first, I had Coinbase from like a couple of years ago, which is for like yeah. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. And you can search it and it shows up, Dogecoin on there. So I'm like, okay, beautiful. And then we're trying for an hour and a half to get the bank to work. The bank wasn't like working because yeah. my bank was having like technical problems, like linking with the app. Yeah, because every it was flooded. Dude, dude. Everybody everything was, was like broken. And then I realized that we finally got Coinbase, and it's like you can view Dogecoin on Coinbase, but you can't purchase it. I'm like, oh, my God. So then I do Robinhood. I call you. That's when I called you. I'm like, how do I buy this shit? And you're like, use Robinhood. So I get Robinhood. I try to set that up. I get it set up, and then it says you can't buy anything to your accounts approved. And it's been like days since then. It's still not approved. Yep. And then there was this other thing called Kraken. My dad's like, oh, you could get it on this app called Kraken. I'm like, okay. And so we're in the middle of setting that up. Yeah, ask Kraken. Yeah, so we're in the middle of setting that up. And I looked at the app store. I'm like, huh, this looks a little sketchy because like Robinhood's got like 900,000 reviews or ratings. This thing had like 2,000 ratings. So I'm like, this app is not like super secure. Like let's not put the bank account in this. Um, mm-hmm. so I just said, you know, it's not even worth it. Cause it was, by that point it was already like seven cents or eight cents. This yeah. isn't gonna I mean, you were going to buy it at the top. Yeah. You it would have been lost. stupid. Yeah. So. I mean, like, I, like I would buy it. I would buy it again. My brother was just talking to me about it. He's like, it's a fed. It's just going to die. It's just going to, it's just going to crash. It's just going to crash. You know, listen, I would buy some now. I'd just buy, take a I'd shot. buy a lot of tickets, dude. That night when it went up to eight, I was up over two grand and I could have sold it and I would have made $2,000 that day. And I held out and you know, whatever you, it, it happens. Um, I'm not, I'm not like, you can't be upset about it. I mean, if you were, if you were upset about every stock that you didn't, you know, it's like being like so upset that you didn't buy GameStop when it was a dollar. I know. Yeah. And now it was you know? $300. Yeah, you could have been a millionaire. Well, it, it's funny because Ma- Max keeps, you know, talking about how he wants to invest and all that. So he started talking about GameStop when, at first it started and he's like it's crazy that it's up to like 60 dollars a share and i go max anybody that buys it now is just an yeah because it's gonna come they're gonna lose it you know and then he's like the next day he's like it's at 314 dollars dad i'm like max that's why i get up and go to fucking work every day because i don't understand this shit yeah but it's funny because the the pizza parlor i work at a lot of the guys we can you know do uh take our investments and move them around and stuff and guys will keep moving in and out of the pizza parlor because it always goes from $54 up to $61, then back down to $54. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, and all, all mine's in there. I got to stop moving it out because I'm getting too old. But uh, guys like, did you take it out yet? I'm like, no, nah, I'll do it today. They're like, it's at 54 It's like, don't bother. I'm like, I don't want it. It's like, I just, I don't know. My fucking head's up my ass. I don't know. What to, I, I don't understand uh-huh. that shit. I just can't, couldn't be bothered, you know? Yeah, I, I bought a little I bit. Of, I did understand it, but I don't understand it. I bought a little bit of AMC um, the on Friday morning when everything was first, like, really starting to go to shit. Or Thursday morning, whatever day, it was, like, really Thursday, going crazy. Yeah. And I, I made a trade on, I used Stash for $100, you know, just, like, good. I'll take a risk and maybe it'll like if it went 10x I'd be like su- super excited and it took like six hours for the trade to go through and, and for the whole day I couldn't figure out what I actually bought it at because the apps were so clogged yeah. you couldn't log in so I knew that I bought $100 worth of AMC but I didn't know I how much I, yeah, I yeah. 
So I wound up paying like, I think I paid 12 or $13 a share. But if you go online now, they restricted all the trading on those stocks. And now all these Reddit guys are saying that on Monday when the market opens, that they're going to flood GameStop. They're going to do it again. Um, <laughs> um, Doug and um, AMC they again. Have, they like, got to let them just do what it's going to do. Like, yeah. and, and, and people gotta, get bored and they'll move on. Yeah. Dude, that that freaking to, try to stop that Robin like, Hood guy. That's, did you see? I mean, people, you know, you know, people got different opinions of CNN, but I was watching and Chris Cuomo, but I was watching Chris Cuomo interview that guy and he was like ripping him. And the guy didn't have any good answers. Like, yeah. and it's crazy because the biggest red flag is like when, when, you know, the, they suspect there's like fraud or something going on with the stock, they just freeze trading. They didn't freeze yeah. trading. They only yeah, no. restricted buying and then let people yeah. sell. And so now all these people are like, shit, I can't Somebody's buy. Gonna get in trouble. No one else is buying. So you're sitting there. You're like, the only thing I could do is sell. Let me sell. And then that's what helps all the, um, whatchamacallits, you know, all the hedge funds and stuff because they need everyone to sell because they tried to short the thing. And then it just keeps going up and up and up. It's like, and the, uh, I think the hedge fund that owns a big chunk of Robinhood um, is they one of the hedge funds that was shorting the yeah. stock. So it's like they must have called up this guy and said, listen, we're dying over here. You got to stop this. And they just, you know. Did you see, um, what's his name, Portnoy? Oh, dude, on, I love um, him. He's one of my dude, favorites. He's like, he's like, listen, he go, they go, you got like $2 million in that you lost. He's like, you know what? I really don't give yeah, a fuck about yeah. that. He's like, but I feel bad. Yeah, he goes, I just feel bad for people that, you know, put all their hard-earned money into it. But it's like, that's nice to have $2 million in FU money. Dude, like, he's got a lot of money. He's got oh, plenty. Yeah. He's got plenty of FU money. money. Guy. He's great. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's on top of it because he's also like, he just started, I don't know if you guys have seen it. He's got this new podcast with a TikToker. Like this kid, yeah. his name's like Josh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I listened yeah. to a couple episodes and it's kind of good. And it's like he is covering every you know area. He doesn't. He, he's everywhere. He's sports betting, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, radio, podcasts. Like he's got everything mm-hmm. covered. He's so mm-hmm. smart. He's like he's super smart. Like he's he's yeah. sharp. You know, but yeah, but, but he's he's abrasive and people don't yeah. like him for that. And he says who what doesn't he doesn't like him. I mean, like, who, uh, come on. I know. Like, I know people don't no, say those like, types I, of people. I, I, thought, like, I thought that he was right on. Oh, yeah, with, he was. Yeah. yeah. He says it how it is, you know, like, yep. but um, I don't know. Like, what? A, I don't know. People on the internet are crazy. Listen to podcast? I don't know. Do, I mean, like, we even talk about making stuff. I was listening to Jimmy's and I'm like, Oz is so unfucking professional. <sighs> How much making, you know, you know what I say every time we go to these events and there's like a demo or like a thing, they're like, Oh, Chris, are you going to try like the pen turning? I go, I make shit every single day. I'm on vacation. I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't want to ride scooters around and crash them down hills. Exactly. I want to eat eat the bad pizza at the English, at the English lobby. You want to eat that poison pizza. I want to. I want to see the dead mouse on the floor at the Indian place. Oh, dude, that's dude, dude. and Derek were talking about that because I, I just, I just whipped up a, a nice batch of um, chicken tikka masala, you know, which hey, is as close as I'm going to get to Indian food in the around here. I was telling Derek I don't trust the local Indian establishments around me. You know, they're like next mm-hmm. to like a freaking I check cashing place like that. Like they're not very high caliber. 
What's know? that? I, lo- I lost you. I, I, I said, I asked you. I said, you're going to serve it with a little side of dead mouse. Yeah, you know? dude, a little fried mouse. Yeah. We had we had Indian last night for my brother's birthday, and Angela's never really eaten Indian. So we get back oh. to the house. I'm like, oh, what would you think of the food? She's like, it was the worst food I've ever eaten. <laughs> She's like, I was trying not to like let anybody notice. She goes, it was, but, but but we got chicken tikka masala, yeah. which I really like. I, I do really like chicken tikka masala. It's from like probably the best Indian. My brother's very particular about food. Yeah. And it's from the only place that he likes. Okay. So it was high quality. It was hot as hell, man. I was like dripping out of my yeah, nose. It was so I like it though. But let's do our picks of the week because I got to cut this episode a little shorter than usual. So I got a good one if you want me to start. And I want to actually, you know what? I'm starting because I don't want Derek to steal okay. it. Ron Covell's new metal shaping video. Oh my the, God, the, dude. Like, squared uh, around, Rollation. Squared around. He is, yeah. he, I mean, the, it's not really a surprise because he's like a known metal shaping teacher. I keep watching his videos like he's some dude in his basement that like decided to give this a try. You know, like the guy's been teaching metal shaping for like probably like 50 years, but. Paul, you gotta watch okay, this video if you watch haven't it. watched it. It is so just it's like squared around. How to make, he makes he makes yeah. a transition from like a five inch round to a six inch square what without you mean, any you mean round. Oh, 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 round. Um, just imagine like imagine disc? like a round gutter to a square downspout. No, no, no. Oh, no. So like he he goes he makes a a a transition piece like imagine it was like a piece of ducting. Squared around ducting, oh, and he okay. does it by hand with this little jig oh, made out of I two see, pieces of clay. Wow, yes. it is so simple how he does it, how he lays it out. It makes you feel like you could make That's any true, yeah. shape if you just yeah. spent the time oh, and made a nice one. little template. Yeah, that one, yeah. that one, yeah, one so good, so Wait, good. I want to try. That's not welded. What the hell? It is well, uh, yes. It, it does is. well some pieces, but yes. most of it's one piece. Wow. But, it's, but I want to try. I, I think I'm going to try all three of them just to do it because it's uh, like they're so good. And I've really liked watching his channel. It's like, and the production values there. It's just great. So Ron Covell squared around. You got to watch him. And thank you to this old Tony for like turning, I think, all of us onto him because I don't think any of us really watch our video, his videos until – this old Tony did the dustpan. Hmm. So, yeah. Honestly, I did. I remember watching him because he used to be on that um, show once in a while, uh, American Hot Rod. Uh huh. He was. Oh, that's probably before your time too. But he, yeah, I'm uh, too too young for that. Yeah, he'd um he'd be on that. I I think it was that show he was on once in a while. But um, you no, know, I've been watching a lot of um leather stuff i'm flipping back it's fu- so funny i'm flipping back and you got ron covell right there yeah dude i because I, I i just watched it. it was so funny i'll be honest i fast forward through a lot of youtube videos and i watched that video today and i went back and watched like most of it a second time just because i was like it's so good you got to watch it mm-hmm. i'd love to take a real class with him i'd love oh, to take oh, like a metal yeah. shaping class with him in person I'm it would probably be like huh? he he's not like Washington State or Cal- California or something. He's on the West Coast. I know that. His classes aren't that expensive. Oh, really? I mean, I don't know. How much are they? 800 bucks. That's not hmm. bad. I thought there'd be more than that. I make a gas tank for my uh, monkey. Well, that's, I mean, you know, 
He's got a gas tank class. Let's look, okay? Um, how do you? How long is this class? He's in Freedom, California, eighty miles south of San Francisco. You got to stay at your own airport. That costs eight hundred dollars a day, and it's a two-day class. Hmm. It's a little pricey, but I mean, you're learning eight hundred a day. But you're learning from like a yeah. real like yeah, true yeah. He's a master. He's not like a, you know shit. But um, uh, my pick. It, this isn't my pick. But did you guys see Bobby Duke's video? I no, saw the thumbnail. I haven't watched it yet. He carves the rock right into a hot. But in it, he pauses and he's having surgery, right? So he's like <laughs> in pre-op, and he goes, "For these concerns, I'm getting my butthole removed." <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the best part is he does an ad for HelloFresh, uh, and he goes, "It's so they make it so easy. You can even order in bed, and he orders it, and he's sitting up in bed. And he goes and even cook it in bed. So it got to a scene. He's got a TV train. He's chopping vegetables. <laughs> the next scene, he's got a propane stove in the bed. Oh on his God. Lap, <laughs> and he sautés the vegetables. He cooks the whole meal oh in the bed. Right? They must be like." We're gonna let this one go, but we need the lawyers to look at it. Oh my god! It's the whole meal in bed. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But that's if I was Bobby and I had the numbers he had when I got a brand deal, I'd be like, "I'll do it," and this is how much I want. And I'm and we're not reviewing it before it goes live. Yeah, just doing whatever I want. The the best is he's playing in the snow because it's snowed out. Yeah, and he's rolling it. He's sleeping in it, and then it just cuts to like the next scene. It's like all like the desert again, like. (laughs) Dry, like almost got hot and all the snow melted. Oh, Bobby <laughs> is but my pick is Little King Goods. This guy, he does leather work, and I've been Little on this King real Goods, big got thing it. with the leather and everything. What does he do? Make handbags kid, or something? His videos were like just so amazing, oh, like to watch. It's just again. so well shot. Derek's so got well poor connection. I think he, which we're actually like, recording him right now, worker. and we just can't hear and, him. But uh, I think the recording it sounds totally normal. So everyone's probably like, "What the hell is going on?" Does like a little vlog, and he's only been doing. YouTube for a couple of years. He was yep. uh, an electrician <laughs> for the town, and it's just crazy. It's like it's just unbelievable, you know. And I'm like, man, this kid like just killing it, you know, and um, just does good stuff. Sounds good. good I'll videos. put the link. So, Paul, it. what do you got? So, yeah. for the past like I month or two, my mother has been harassing me. Nope, don't watch anything really. No making. Um. No, just pasta. No, yeah, just cooking or other thing, motorcycles or what else have I been, I've been watching lately? Munchie. I don't even know. Munchie. Just podcasts. The Munchie but channel. Bon Appetit with your boy Brad. And oh, that was your boy. favorite. Oh, no, that's not, we can't go uh, down that no. road again. <laughs> no. But, um, but I, my mom has been telling me that I need to watch. This is like going on months now. I just kept – I don't even know why I was avoiding it. I was just avoiding it. Because I love them is the Bee Gees documentary on HBO. Oh, dude, so good! I love the Bee. I love all that old music. I like the Bee Gees. Bee Gees are the best. But they're like, I didn't even realize they started like back in the '60s, and they almost like what kind of sounded like the Beatles, like like that type of music. And then they went into the Mm. '70s, and then all the disco stuff, and then in the '80s, and then like it's sad because like. All of them are dead except for except for what you call it. I'm freaking 
I don't know the names. If you gun to my head, I would couldn't tell you the name of any of the BGs. But I like the BGs. But every once in a while, if I listen to them for too long, I feel like the tone of their voice burns a hole like through your eardrum. And yeah, yeah. Barry's the only one left, and then the other two, you know, older, older brother. He's the oldest, and then the two next oldest, they both died not too long ago, and then the youngest, Andy. Freaking died when yeah. he was thirty. He, he, you know, he, he got addicted to drugs and he had a heart attack. And he just ended yeah. up joining because he was a lot younger than them, I guess. And just mm-hmm. like the year he joined up with them, he died like a year later. It was terrible. Hmm. But they wrote songs for everybody too. Yeah, like they were unreal songwriters. Like all these different. Did artists. you watch? Uh, did you watch the Defiant ones? No. The uh, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre documentary. No, no. It's it's so so good. Uh, it talks about Dr. Dre like becoming a producer and Jimmy Iovine and how much control he has over the music scene. Um, it's really really good, and it tell there's so much about it, and you know like the way that you know Jimmy Iovine was involved with Stevie Nicks and oh, Fleetwood Mac and Teddy Mac. and Fleetwood Mac's one of the it's, best uh, ever. The Fleetwood Mac documentary is also really That's good. The other thing all she those wants stuff. me to watch. I don't know if it was a documentary, but she has a concert that she wants me to watch. A Fleetwood Mac. Concert. Well, there's a there's a Fleetwood Mac concert documentary. I think it's called The Dance. Oh, okay. It's very, That's it. Um, yeah. Um, good album too. It's like a really good live album because they were all there. Um, you know, because like I saw Fleetwood Mac two Did years really? ago, but um, yeah, but um, Lindsey Buckingham wasn't playing oh, okay. with them. Um, and somebody else played in his, in, in his place and Tom Petty had just died. And I feel like that kind of like slowed him down a little bit, but it was an amazing show. I mean, I love Fleetwood Mac. So, you know, what bummed me out was the, the Eagles, like not being able to see them. And then Glenn, whatchamacallit, he died. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. But, um, Glenn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the names of anybody, but. I saw Tom Petty before he died. He oh, was really? really good. I saw him. I saw him with uh, Mud Crutch, which was his original band, and with the Heartbreakers. Huh. Really good. Yeah, concerts. Remember when you? See I that? know it, it, they're so good. Like every time I see like a live performance or like a play or something, it's like blows you away, and then you forget. Like I, I really need to make an effort to go to like once things open yeah. back up again. And you know, twenty fourth. Yeah, is go see. We'll go to Billy Joel's motorcycle yeah, shop. Yeah, dude. We got to meet Billy. Dude, I love so, Billy Joel. I went to like two, I think I've been to two, at least two of his concerts at Madison Square Garden. Billy, this, this, this week I can put in my name for the vaccine. Nice. Oh, nice. Wow. I uh, I went on the website and last week I typed in uh, all my like you got to go through a checklist and it asks you like and I got through all the questions and then at the end it said. Unfortunately, you have no priority and you are not eligible for signing up for the vaccine. So, uh, Christina got hers last week. Yeah, she's a healthcare oh, worker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think so. I could get mine a little sooner. I don't like manufacturing. So. Yeah, it isn't, it isn't a priority. Not, not in New York. His in Connecticut. I work in the, in the uh, support of a pharmaceutical uh, development like building huh. so technically we're fully exempt because we my the the tenants at my building work on antibody research so like we oh, like wow. are on the cutting edge and it's still nothing but anyway that's a story for another time thank you for listening to episode 30 of the handmade podcast it's 30 episodes i feel like that's pretty good guys I, i'm, yeah, I'm you know good. so maybe okay. next week we'll have another guest maybe they'll make it through the whole episode it's hard to know 
and I was just going to say, everybody know that Jordan did not die. Jordan episode. didn't die. Um, he he, had a bad connection. So he, yeah, he had a bad connection, and he will probably be back. Maybe with a little more focus. We'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Go check out all the other episodes on the Makery Network. And also, uh, the Blackthorn will be hosting the Makers Summer Camp in October of 2021. They have decided to go ahead and go for it. It's like October 8th to the 11th, I think. Um, our friend Austin at the Blackthorn, obviously, uh, we will all be there. And that's it. So go check that out. Check out everybody else and give us a rating on iTunes. I checked all the other podcast clients. There is no way to rate this podcast except for on iTunes. So even if you don't use it, please go on iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us a thumbs up and we will see you next week. Thank you. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.